Hello there, and it's time for this week's review of and spoiler talk for Only Murders of the Building. We're already at episode 8 of season 3, only a couple more episodes to go after this. So uh, as ever, what I do with these reviews, my first part of the review will just be my general opinion on the episode before we go into spoilers, but there will be plenty of warning before we go into the spoiler section. So... Just to say, and I do sometimes sound like a broken record here when I'm doing these reviews, and it's going to be no different here when I say this. It was another brilliant episode. I absolutely loved it. Among the best of the season, it was excellent. You know, it just got everything so right. I mean, you've got absolutely the episode began with a bang. It had a brilliant ending as well, which leaves you on a, an, an exceptional cliffhanger going into next week as well. Can't wait to see what happens now next week. I mean, now kind of thinking, I was just thinking, thinking about this a couple of minutes ago. This time, in two weeks' time, this time, two weeks, it'll all be over. So, you know, <laughs> it'll be sad because Tuesdays won't be the same because we've now got something to look forward to on a Tuesday to watch this show. It's, a, it's been it's an absolute joy. And, uh, you know, we'll treasure it while it lasts. That's what we certainly will do. So uh, another fantastic episode. It was excellent. And uh, you know, and, and not just like the beginning and the end, everything in between moved the story forward so well. But it got the balance so right. Not only was it dramatic, but it had you know, and great revelations, but also had you know just real heart as well. But also some at least two gut bustingly laugh out loud moments as well in this. And like Steve Martin at his finest as well. It was absolutely brilliant. So. I can't gush about this enough. Another great episode. So now we'll be going into the spoiler section. So if you haven't seen it, just be warned, we now go into spoilers as of now. So I mentioned the uh, revelation at the start of the episode there. Uh, of course, you, you find out, you've got a little flashback here, we find out that uh, Loretta was... Uh, was uh, like aspiring actress when she was younger, fell pregnant, but had to give her baby up as well. And who was that baby? Turn did, did that baby turn out to be Dicky? So there you go. Of course, the clue was there last week when he talked about how he was uh, adopted as well, because uh, when Ben's parents they adopted him first when they thought they couldn't have their own their, their own child. So there you have it. There you go. The clue was there last week. So now and now you've you've seen they've had a sort of a close relationship as well, and now. <laughs> now, but oh, but Dickie, uh, Dickie does not know about this, so she writes a, like, a note for him as well. So uh, we start like they're doing rehearsals for Death Rattle Dazzle, and everyone gets like notifications to say that the the guy who was accused, the the stalker, security guard guy, uh, Ben's obsessive Stan <laughs> guy, was. Uh, innocent he got let free to be fair he obviously didn't get charged for like you know, dumped in mabel and charles but oh well whatever he just got let off with that that was just a bit of banter that's all right he just gets off with that but you could say that's a plot hole but ah uh, whatever never mind but uh, the show's too good i don't really mind that, to be honest but it was great as well for the first time this season we got detective williams who's been a great character particularly in the first season she had a lot to do in the first season not so much in the second one but it was great to have her back uh, they also established something as well when she's like sp speaking to Kimba about uh, how she was uh, Roxy in Chicago and things. She actually established that she's a theatre uh, fan, which will play into it a little bit later on as well. But you've got, you know, Mabel shows up there as well. Uh, Charles and... Uh, and Charles and... 
Oliver and Mabel do reunite. You've got Charles absolutely desperate for them to, <laughs> to get back to their bitten the hands out and everything like that. And, uh, you know, but we'll get to that later on. And so but I mentioned as well, Steve Martin at his finest as well. There was two absolute moments of brilliance here. Uh, you've got um, when Detective Williams is doing the interviews and he's trying to sneak in everything. <laughs> Uh, his physical comedy here was just great, but we mentioned as well. It was established that they they, they did the thing that uh, Steve obviously Charles can't do the song. That's what what was established. I can't remember the Patter song. I think it's called. Can't remember the exact term, but you know, to take the worms, they, they know that she's a fan of theater, so she thinks, "Oh, this is going to be a car wreck. I have to come and see this when he has to go up and do it." So she leaves the room empty, but. <laughs> then you, we actually get the full performance of the Pickwick Triplets song. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, it was funny enough a few weeks ago, but they've now just made it even funnier. Now you hear the full song. It's just, the lyrics in this are just unbelievable. This needs to be made available for download. Absolute belter of a tune. <laughs> and Steve Martin at his absolute best. It's up... When you think of Steve Martin musical performances, you can't help but think of Dentist from Little Shop of Horrors. That is iconic. This was absolutely brilliant. I know it's recency biased because I've only seen him do it like two hours ago, but still, oh God, this was outstanding. One of the best moments of television I have seen in quite some time. This was <laughs> this was brilliant. Uh, the lyrics in this were outstanding. The performance, everything, just perfection, absolute perfection uh, here. So, um, other things going on, you had like, uh, like Oliver, uh, like Loretta finds out Oliver took her, took it, took the book, and he's like, oh yeah, I don't think you did it, but uh, Mabel thinks Dickie did it, and she's like, oh, well, Dickie, no, of course it piques her curiosity, of course Dickie being her son, obviously, uh, but Mabel's doing her thing as well, doing an investigation with um, what's his name, Howard, that's it. Because uh, he said that there was a shredder used the night of the, he had a shredder being used the night of the uh, the night of the the, the murder, uh, of course. Uh, so they start trying to look through things. They find something which is the to the which has the date of the the murder on it as well. That could throw back to something from a couple of weeks ago where the the caretaker Katie became a little bit you know suspicious, but there could be other things as well. We'll get to that, you know. Um, so that that was that going on because and he wants to be part of Mabel's podcast and things. So, but what we find out as well that uh, is uh, when Detective Williams is out the room. Uh, that's when uh, Oliver went and set up set up um, uh, Tobert's GoPro stuff as well to to record the interrogations. That could you just know that in the next couple of weeks, maybe next week, maybe the week after, that's going to be. Vital. There's going to be something on there. There's going to be something found on that. Which I'm still sticking with Tober. He wasn't there this week, but I'm still sticking with him as my number one suspect. I think they're going to find something in the next couple of weeks. We shall see. We shall see. But uh, yeah, and of course that also leads them all getting back together and being pals again, which was nice. And then you're, which so they went away. They they didn't fall out for long, and maybe wasn't a solo podcaster for long. So that was all nice, fun little moment, you know, heartwarming, yeah, heartwarming stuff here. 
But you've got as well other little moments like Mabel talking with Loretta or a Ron and and you've got like oh her Loretta says, Oh, Dickie's a good kid and Mabel's like kid, he's like fifty. <laughs> so, yeah. But um yeah. You've got all these other things as well and uh, you know uh, there was another scene as well where Loretta's in the, like the bathroom and the, the other producer can't remember her name but she's got the son as well the son's called Cliff what's her name as well so they've not been in it very much but they're kind of there which why they could actually be suspicious maybe they've just kind of floated about on the outside just about enough they've never been actually pointed at the finger of suspicion at them and there could be something there now that they've just been there they've been there but just not there an awful lot, just so you kind of don't think about them. And that's why they could be involved. That could, then now it's starting to come through. And then the producer, she said she was really nervous. Why was that? Who knows, motherfucks? Who knows? But come to the ending, Loretta's doing her song. Uh, Mabel's going, went through her belongings, got the note, and then even he shows to Charles. They, they then find out, ah, uh, look, Dickie's her son. But then the other thing they sort of think, when they look at the book, it's like, hang on a minute, that's not a book about Ben. That's a book about Dickie, because, you know, Dickie's in all those photos as well. So it all sort of comes together. Of course, the police have then come in to arrest Dickie. But then Loretta's doing her song, and it is about children as well, or kids as well. And then she actually just comes out and says, look, I did it. I did it. That was me. I did. I poisoned Ben, and then when it didn't work, I came and finished him off at the at the Arcadia and things. So she then gets arrested, but you've got like all of us pleading with her, saying no, not do that, and he ends up having a heart attack again. <laughs> so this time as well, it is, and that's where this week's episode ends. When he had the heart attack in episode two, you know, he had it for like ten minutes from the end of the episode, so it wasn't a real cliffhanger. And then he had his little vision about making the musical his little hallucination but this time it did actually feel even more intense because you know we have to wait until next week to find out what happens you can actually see his old world just crumbling around him not only has he got his musical which is he's pouring his heart and soul which is falling apart around about him but his personal life is too because he earlier on you know he actually even says to loretta that he loves her he's like oh, i haven't said that in a minute you know it was all hard for him because to do that, you know, and Oliver is not somebody who like opens up so much like that. So you know, it must have been hard for him to do that. And then you see, it's not just the the mu- He's got the facade that the musical is all that matters, but really, I think it's actually Loretta and seeing her do confess to something that she deep down believes she didn't do. And so, you know, I think it was all too much for him as well. So. We shall see what happens next week as well, especially and there's a bit of sweetness. There's a, as it, now because of you know they got, they got back together earlier. They're, they're, they're all the trio pals again. It looks like they're being reunited, and then that happens. You know, it's, uh, so you know they could have been really manipulative and just said, oh, they were they still hadn't made up their patched up their differences yet, and then you know that happens to Oliver and that's what brings them together but in a way I think this actually works better it's not a stereotypical this way because you know they've actually already made up but now it's like they're getting they could get pulled away again no I think it'll be okay don't get me wrong I don't think they're gonna kill him off or anything like that but you know we'll have to wait and see next week I don't believe for a minute Loretta is the killer I I don't think for one minute they've not tipped this with two episodes to go, definitely not. I don't even think she's involved. I, I do think it's just her 
protecting Dickie, protecting her son. But what we will see, other theories as well. I, I definitely think Tolbert's involved. I do think Dickie could be involved. Plus, there could be a third person involved because possibly one of the producers, I don't know, possibly that KT, the, the caretaker, possibly. But I do think there could be something specific when you look at, you know, what's what's Death Rattle Dazzle all about? Triplets. Who did it? Who possibly did it? Or which one of them did it? Perhaps it's something to do with trios. Who knows? Who knows? We shall see. We shall find out soon enough. But, um... Yeah, absolutely great episode again. Absolutely loved it. Real joy to watch it. Real joy to cover this on this. Absolutely love it. So, uh, speaking of stuff to be covered, you know, Ahsoka, I'll be watching that tomorrow. We've also got the confirmation that the Hunger Games trailer comes tomorrow, so I will do uh, I, I will, once I've seen that, do uh, my thoughts on that. I'll definitely do a recording for that. So, there you go. Thank you ever so much for taking the time to listen, and goodbye.